guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. Welcome to another solo of Habits and Hustle. We are very excited to be doing this podcast because we all love it. We all know what it is. It's about sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Sleep is. Can become, we take a nap right now? Just to you could take a nap right after <laughs> we finish. Okay, great. <laughs> sleep has become like the hottest hashtag on the internet, the world wide web, social media. It's the number one thing they say for health, longevity anti-aging, just everything. Mm. That's what the new thing is. That's the new health, the top, the top health modality. The number one health tip is to sleep. So why is it, if that is the case, why are we sleeping worse than ever when we have a million apps, a million gadgets, a million of everything to improve our sleep? Do you know that our sleep is becoming progressively worse of course. year by year? Of course. Screen and time. What? Screen time. It's more than just scream time, it's because we're putting so much focus and attention and thoughts about sleep that it's actually interfering with our sleep. So I don't think that's the universal issue across the board, though. 100%. This is why we're doing this podcast right now. But as in everybody in America is losing sleep because they're thinking about sleep. No, what I'm saying is, listen, I'm saying I'm not generalizing right now. What I'm saying is we are spending over, well, billions of dollars a year on ways to improve our overall sleep, right? right? With apps and technology, of course, and gadgets and all sorts of things. And the more we do that, it's becoming actually, the more we do that, the worse our, not just our sleep is, the type of sleep we're doing. So instead of sleeping like a deep restful sleep, we may be sleeping, but poorly, we're not falling asleep as fast. Is that causation or just correlation? Like, I don't think that that's- let me get to my point. Okay. Don't you want to interrupt me again. Wait till, no, wait till you get to the point. Wait till you get to the point. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> so long-winded. But no, the point is, you, but one of the things is that the less you think about sleep, the better your sleep will become. So I said to my daughter the other day, you can't fall asleep. I said, you should count sheep. And so what happened? She counted the sheep, came back to my room, and she's like, mom, I counted the sheep. And I'm still awake. So that made me down, that made me go down this whole rabbit hole, which then basically was another proof that the more attention that you put on the idea of you not sleeping, the less you're actually going to sleep. And there's been research to back the fact that counting sheep is actually a really bad thing to do if you want to fall asleep. So number one sleep tip is A, don't count sheep and don't focus and think about you sleeping Mm -hmm. if you want to sleep better. That's part one. Part two is that they did a big study and they found that people whose diet was unprocessed vegetables, fruit, versus the same people eating a very processed diet of high sugar, high fat, they actually slept the same amount, but the quality of their sleep was exceptionally worse. Mm. So diet does have a huge correlation to how you sleep, the, the, the type of sleep you have. And the more focused you put on your sleep, the worse you end up sleeping. That's my point. Yes, I agree. Well, I'm glad you're my foil. No, I agree. <laughs> I true. agree, but I just don't think, I think that the cause for why we are all sleeping worse has nothing to do with the sleep industry getting bigger. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say that. Well, I said the causes right now, there's a lot of causes, right? There's lots of different reasons why we're not sleeping well, but I do believe 
that the sleep industry is actually creating more havoc for our lack of sleeping well versus how it was done 20 years ago. Like all of these gadgets have been actually making our sleep worse, not better. And we all know how to sleep. Do we have stats on that though? Yeah, a lot of stats. I'm telling you, there's a lot of research backing it. But on the new gadgets that have only come out in the last few years, like how, how are there- Five years, like more, eight, five to five to 10 years. The other interesting thing is- Because I just think that, I just, I just don't know how they can make that kind of, that kind of causation when there are so many other factors that are affecting our sleep. It's like somebody who has some, so, so for example, like if I download a sleep app, right? Like, and then my sleep is bad, but I am also still consuming like 10 hours of screen time every single day. I might not be eating as great. I might not be doing this. I might, you know what I mean? Like there's so many other facts. Maybe there's loud noise in my neighborhood. Like there's so many things that contribute to it. I'm saying apples to apples. I'm saying if your lifestyle hasn't really shifted and you're incorporating that you will get worse or you're incorporating one of those sleep trackers and but yet your lifestyle is not changing the two things that i found to be very interesting was how diet does really affect your sleep in terms of the quality of sleep and the type of sleep like i said people are eating processed food high fat high sugar they may sleep the same amount of time technically let's say as people who are eating a Mm. very whole food diet that is like fruits and veggies and protein and all that just the quality is very very different but what I think, what I, I know for myself, by the way, I did a, I did a little bit of an, ex- oh, yeah, what's an experiment? experiment that I did by, it wasn't meant to be an experiment, but a few nights ago, I had a, like the worst night's sleep. I went to bed, let's say 1230 at night and I woke up at three and then I couldn't fall back asleep. And oh, I hate those worst. nights, you know, when you're yeah, like yeah, yeah, trying awful. to fall asleep, I'm, I'm turning the pillow over. And the second you start turning that pillow over, it's like, it's the game is over because you get hot on one side. And the second I do that, I'm like, oh shit, I'm up all night. Because then now I'm getting myself like anxious. So that's the first thing. They say the best thing to do when that happens, instead of counting sheep, is to take a walk. Leave the environment, walk around your house, go to a different room, do something different, and then come back to bed versus just sitting in bed and trying to fall asleep still. When you say counting sheep, can you define that for people? Like, you never did this? No, I mean, I grew up with the okay, commercials, so I, sitting, so I understand I that there's the sleep you know, count one or whatever. sheep, you know, uh, 99 sheep, 98, like count backwards, like counting sheep. But No, that would drive me crazy. It, but they're saying it gets, it, the idea is it becomes so boring and mundane that you'll fall asleep, but it just doesn't, that's not necessarily true. Interesting. But what I was going to tell you is I had this, I had very, a very terrible night's sleep. So when I woke up and I knew I had a really bad night's sleep, I said to myself, okay, because what happens normally if you have a bad night's sleep, you end up eating way more Mm, sugar, high fat foods, like bad carbs, caffeine. And even though I knew, and I knew this happened to me, I tried to make a conscientious decision to say, you know what, Jennifer, you know, you had a bad night's sleep. Don't fall into that trap. Don't eat the shitty food. Don't, you know, go for those French fries. Like don't do those traps that happen when you have a bad night's sleep because mm. now you're thinking about it. Don't do it. Right. And as the day kept on going, it's so true. Like even now, even though I was conscious and doing uh, that, I, this could happen to me, it will happen because of my terrible night's sleep and me knowing that it was, it was going to happen. I did it even like when you I ate knew, bad things. Yeah. Like mm. I, my whole day was shot. Like I ate, I ate terribly. I ate way more than I would normally eat. I was like a machine. I was like a, like a garburator. I just stuffed and shoved 
food in me all day. You're like trying to stay awake by eating, right? Well, like no, it's like you cra- no, it's like also you're craving salt and sugar so much more. So even though I knew this was like what happened and I talked, tried to talk myself off the ledge, like don't let this happen to you because <laughs> you know it. it's going to happen. Don't do it. I eat, I did it even more. And maybe that is because I was so much more, there's something to be said about being conscious about it and doing it more. Oh my God. Wait, that's the craziest thought. Like you're so exhausted that your brain actually doesn't have the strength for willpower the same way that it would if it was super rested. Right. Like that's actually really interesting. That's actually so fascinating that when you're super exhausted, you make, you make, you make really bad choices because you are literally so tired that your brain is not at its full strength to be able to be like, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. It just kind of gives in. It well, becomes a lazier, more passive existence well, of like you give into the craving. Willpower is a muscle like anything else. There's no, you can't rely on willpower. You can't rely on motivation. Uh, you could say discipline. Even your discipline has become weaker. But it's like you're tired. Like you don't have, because, like right, you're just so exhausted. Point. It's like. So your discipline, well, your willpower, everything is was working at like on fumes because your brain is not firing completely yeah. the way it would normally fire. But also because when you don't sleep, and I don't know the, the proper terminology for this, your body is, there's something that's like you're craving these other things mm. to, I don't know, offset it. Cause like your melatonin hormone is so low that you want other things to not, boost. Nothing to do with that. But why don't, we, why don't you Google what it is? What am I Googling exactly? Google, why do we crave high processed food, high fat, high sugar foods when we're so tired? You know, what's also really interesting is that women need more sleep than men and it's not discussed enough, like at all to function. Women need on average, like one to three more hours of sleep. Oh, I never heard that. Oh yeah. Guys can go on like seven, eight hours. Women need like eight to 10. What? First of all, that is absolutely a load of garbage. Scientifically true. Go Google it. When have I ever, I haven't gotten eight to 10 hours of sleep since I was four years old. I absolutely get that much sleep. Okay. You don't have two kids. Right. Let me tell you something. Yeah, but just because you can survive off of that doesn't mean that your body would not thrive so much better on more sleep. Okay, but even when I didn't, I was going to say, even when I didn't have kids, I think eight hours, seven to eight hours, I believe is sufficient for most people. You're one female. This is across the board. Speaking from the hormonal perspective, women need more hours of sleep. I beg to differ. Google it. Okay, Google it. That's like, Google it. Do women, okay, do women do women need, need more sleep than men? What does it say? Women are multitaskers and they do, do all at once. Do use their brains more than men. It says that Sleep Research Center. Women do use their brains more than men. So that, yes, they do require more sleep. Again, with Google, if I were to Google... But it's also a hormonal thing. Jen, I, I have so many hormonal issues that I have gone down the rabbit hole of hormones and women so much. Trust me, they absolutely need more sleep than men. It's like a scientific thing. We just do. We function differently. Our hormones require more recovery time. Okay, I buy it. I buy it. I oh my think God, you're right. At, I and and I think that actually a bigger problem is like what you're talking about, like being a mom. I think that's why it can be so draining on women is that they do so much more of the workload. They end up getting less sleep than their partners and their male partners, well, no, which me, is even crazier because they actually require more to rejuvenate. So it's like the opposite should be happening. Oh my God. Let me just re- make sure you understand. I don't disagree that women are in a position where they are, their hormones and what's required of us and all this other thing, for sure, we would. it would make sense that we need more sleep. I was just saying, 
I haven't had more than seven or eight yeah, hours crazy. of sleep ever. And so that's, if I can get seven hours of sleep, I feel exceptionally well rested. I wouldn't even know how to sleep more than that. I think I'm actually okay on seven, seven to eight hours of sleep actually. But even like back in college and stuff, were never. you always like a, that's crazy. I could sleep like 12 hours if I wanted to. I love to sleep. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like that's not big... how I was born or built, but I will say that is obviously important for, for so many, for focus, for being alert, for energy, for aging, for longevity, for, for health, overall health. Sleep is 100% now become known to be the number one health tip that you can do to make your life better in every way possible. And so if, if you are wanting to have more sleep, number one, the best thing I think you can do besides buying all these trackers and downloading every app and doing all these other things that the multi-billion dollar industry tell you to do, the best thing to do is create a schedule where, you know, it becomes a non-negotiable where you just don't allow yourself to go to bed a certain time later than you're supposed to. Like, you know how my non-negotiable is exercising every day in the morning. Mm -hmm. Maybe another non-negotiable is getting, putting yourself in a bed between the hours of like nine and 10. And that should not have much waiver, you know, like maybe don't go for that dinner. Maybe not go, don't go to that event. Like whatever it is, make that a non-negotiable. I don't know. That's so hard to do. I mean, I, yeah. It's so hard to do. If sleep should be this real non-negotiable, like other things can be like exercise is my non-negotiable, how to create not a schedule, but curate and design your day where you allow yourself for that allotment. Mm. So like for me, I have two kids. It's not that easy, right? Like I have to make sure my kids are in bed before I, of course, I go to bed, make sure that everything's done. Like, you know what I mean? That's much more difficult for parents. So what is the way around that? Like, I think you have to create a nighttime routine. You, well, you, well, I was going to say like, but even creating a nighttime routine has parameters when you are a parent or you have responsibilities. It's not so easy to create a nighttime routine when you have two kids and one kid doesn't want to go to bed and like other, they come into, they crawl into your bed or they do all these other things that then disrupt your sleep. And then you're not able to do all these other things. So, but the solution to that is just not having kids. Like there's no way so around that. You know what I mean? It's like, that's just Perfect. like, welcome to the contraception commercial <laughs> part of our segment. <laughs> Like, I don't know how I listen after spending two weeks with my sister and her kids. I'm just like, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't even know how. So the answer is if you don't have kids, don't, that's a great, great, great uh, sleep tip. If you want to sleep more, don't have kids. Sleep tip number two, don't count sheep, get out of your bed and actually do something different, change your environment. And number three, watch the diet that you eat because diet, it plays a significant role. So I was going to maybe tie that into that. Like the, f- the food thing. I think a couple of things. If you want to sleep better, the best, With all, in all honesty, if you do have kids, I'm, you know, yeah. and if you don't have kids, you could still have kids. I was kidding. <laughs> I, 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 kind not. of, not really. Um, I was going to say doing other activities and other things during the day that will allow you the best chance of having a good night's sleep. By the way, that is exercise. Working out is a huge Working factor. Working out is a yeah. huge factor. Huge. I sleep way better on days that I've gotten a good workout. 100%. Oh my God. Diet, huge. Another big one is the sauna. 
So I oh, I, I use my sauna. I, I I think I don't know if I showed it showed it to you. The, 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 I had the portable yeah, sauna, yeah, which I've I, by Therasage. It's amazing. It's like a hundred saunas now. No, I'm telling. But that one is like this. I have this new sauna. It's a portable sauna that is full infrared. Red light. It's super actually Wait, affordable. Wait, it's infrared? I thought it was a steam thing. No, it's infrared. No way. Right, yes. Like, I have it in my office, and I, it really helps me before I go to sleep. It basically, like, relaxes my body mm. and my mind, and I love it. So that's a really great modality to me to help me fall asleep. I, that's how I feel about baths. I, I that's really another like, great way. Like something that I, if I've had a really stressful day and I know I'm not going to get sleep when I just get into bed, like I'll take a bath and then I'll put lavender Epsom salt oh, in I it, which is that. really great. And I'll always light a bunch of candles because I love scented candles. And I'll also put lavender oil on my pillows. Like that's a huge game changer for me. Yeah, I love that. That's what I do super, too. Super, super calming. So I have the lavender like oil, a, essential spray, oils. Yeah. It's really good. You can that's get a spray a great... too as well. Like, yeah. That's a great tip. So they obviously say like, you know, I don't want to bore you with the same things that people say, like, you know, to sleep better, like make sure you're sleeping in a dark room, make sure that the temperature <laughs> as at a, a cold, make sure that's all fine and dandy. But, but another thing is make sure you actually like create your life before you get into bed mm. that allows you to actually sleep well with quality versus, you know, not. That's the point. I think that what you said about the sleep quality being different, like you might sleep the same amount of time, but it might not be as meaningful of sleep. Mm-hmm. That to me hits me really hard because I, I do use a tracker. Some, I mean, I haven't used it in forever, but I, I use the Fitbit and it was quite a wake up call, like how often I'm awake, See, but that's how the- often I roll around and how often I, and it did make me, but it, it does change. Like I can notice a difference in my sleep when I've eaten right. And when I've worked out that day, like to me, exercise is a really big game changer for it's sleep. The number one game. It's I the number- find it hard to sleep if I haven't worked out. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I'm so passionate about exercise because of it literally helps with so many things. Everything. Everything, Like literally everything. With your physical health, with your mental health, with your sleep, with your confidence. There's like nothing that exercise cannot cure. Yeah. I kid you not. Like, and I'm not just saying that because I'm not getting paid by the exercise association. (laughs) I am serious. The the world exercise industry. Yes, the world exercise association (laughs) is not paying me. I'm not a spokesperson for them, but I should be if there was such a thing. If there was. Because it's free. It's free. You don't have to go to a gym to exercise. You can you can exercise in anywhere, like anytime, anywhere. There's no excuse. And it literally is a cure-all for so many things, including sleep, including mental health, including self-esteem, including, including, including. That is literally, the, that is why I'm so passionate about it. And like I said, you got to create a situation and a platform for you to win in life. And if you want to win in life, you got to like stack the deck for you. And exercise is the number one thing you should start with. You know, that is basically, you know, end period. That is it. And it will help your sleep. I guarantee it. Wait, let me just quickly read these results from Google. So oh, we're still on this. We yeah, this, wrap. the food thing. No, this is the food thing that you asked me to look up. It says it comes down to a balance between the hormones leptin, which suppress appetite, and ghrelin, which or ghrelin, which uh, increase increases hunger. So like your those hormones get completely off balance. So when you're tired, you crave it a lot more. Yes, you know what? Actually, I do know that one. I just. For whatever reason, I just didn't remember it at that moment. That's fine. Leptin, it's the one. You're tall, so I see you as very smart. <laughs> Regardless, that's a callback to another podcast about. Shoot, I should check out about tall and intelligence. 
You should listen to that one. Uh, all right, guys. So good night. I hope you sleep well tonight. And um, don't forget to exercise, eat well, keep your room dark, and keep the temperature low. And what was it? Don't have kids. Don't, yes. Yeah. Don't have kids. <laughs> number one top tip Not, from yeah, Number one top tip. And don't count sheep. All right, guys. Have a great day and great evening. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.